This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. The poem says, Human voices wake us, and we drown. But I've made this podcast with the belief that human voices are what we need. And so, whether from a year or 3,000 years ago, whether poetry or prose, whether fiction or diary or biography, here are the best things we have ever thought, written, or said. Here is Paris, circa 1785. Toward seven, the din dies down in the city, everywhere and all at once. You can hear the cab horses' hoofs pawing the stones as they wait in vain. It is as though the whole town were gagged and bound, suddenly, by an invisible hand. This is the most dangerous time of the whole day for thieves and such, especially toward autumn, when the days begin to draw in, for the watch is not yet about, and violence takes its opportunity. Night falls, and while scene shifters set to work at the playhouses, swarms of other workmen, carpenters, masons, and the like make their way toward the poorer quarters. They leave white footprints from the plaster on their shoes, a trail that any eye can follow. They are off home and to bed, at the hour that finds Madame la Marquise sitting down to her dressing table to prepare for the business of the night. At nine this begins. They all set off for the play. Houses tremble as the coaches rattle by, but soon the noise ceases. All the fine ladies are making their evening visits, short ones before supper. Now the prostitutes begin their night parade, breasts uncovered, heads tossing, color high in their cheeks, and eyes as bold as their hands. These creatures, careless of the light from the shop windows and street lamps, follow and accost you, trailing through the mud in their silk stockings and low shoes, with words and gestures well matched for obscenity. This sort of thing keeps the pure women safe, that is, the cant, the excuse. Without these creatures there would be more assaults, and the innocent would suffer. Certainly, whether or not this is the reason, rape and assault have become much more rare. But it remains a scandal for all that, and one unthinkable in a provincial town, that these women should ply their trade at the very doors of decent folk, and that honest wives and young girls should be obliged to see them at their business. For it is impossible not to see them, and worse, not to overhear what they say. Still, by eleven, 
Most of these are off the streets. People are at supper, private people, that is. For the cafes begin at this hour to turn out their patrons and to send the various idlers and workless and poets back to their garrets for the night. A few prostitutes still linger, but they have to use more circumspection, for the watch is about, patrolling the streets, and this is the hour when they, quote, gather them in. That is the traditional expression. A quarter after midnight, a few carriages make their way home, taking the non-card players back to bed. These lend the town a sort of transitory life. The tradesman wake out of his first wakes out of his first sleep at the sound of them and turns to his wife by no means unwilling. More than young more than one young Parisian must owe his existence to this sudden passing rattle of wheels. Thunder sends up the birth rate here too, as it does everywhere else. At one in the morning, six thousand peasants arrive, bringing the town's provision of vegetables and fruits and flowers, and make straight for the hull. Their beasts have come some eighteen leagues, perhaps, and are weary. As for the market itself, it never sleeps. Morpheus never shakes his poppy seed there. Perpetual noise, perpetual motion. The curtain never rings down on this enormous stage. First come the fishmongers, and after these the egg-dealers, and after these the retail-buyers, for the hull keeps all the other markets of Paris going. They are the warehouse whence these draw their supplies. The food of the whole city is shifted and sorted in high-piled baskets. You may see eggs, pyramids of eggs, moved here and there, up steps and down, in and out of the throngs, miraculously. Not one is ever broken. Then the brandy starts to flow across tavern counters, poor stuff, half water, but laced with raw spirit. Porters and peasants toss down this liquor, the soberer of them drink wine. The noise of voices never stops, and there is hardly a light to be seen. Most of the deals are done in the dark, as though these were people of a different race, hiding in their caverns from the light of the sun. The fish salesmen, who are the first comers, apparently never see daylight and go home as the street lamps start to flicker, just before dawn. But if eyes are no use, ears take their place, everyone bawls his loudest, and you must know their jargon to be able to catch what your own vendor shouts in this bedlam of sound. On the Quai de Valelay, it is the same story, but their hares and poultry take the place of herrings and cuts of salmon. This impenetrable din contrasts oddly with the sleeping streets, for at that hour none but thieves and poets are awake. I'm glad that poets get two mentions there. Uh, po the workless and poets go back to their garrets, 
and at that hour none but thieves and poets are awake. That is from Louis Sebastien Mercier from his Tableau of Paris, and he must have run into some unsavory poets in his day. Uh, for those of you who would like to hear more of his Tableau of Paris, um, it's worth noting that it is uh, 12 volumes long, a survey of life in late 18th century Paris. However, that extract is taken from uh, a 1933 book called The Waiting City, Paris, 1782 to 88, translated by Helen Simpson. And after I'm done recording this, I might just go and find a copy of that. So that is a wonderful two pages. I remember uh, probably Harold Bloom or someone like him, uh, someone who gives you the impression of having read every book imaginable. Uh, I remember someone like him saying that there are too many books and we will never read all of them. Now for the mere mortals like, uh, like the rest of us who also come upon the same problem, who aren't uh, critics ensconced in, a, uh, in their own garrets in Yale, um, there's, that's the same problem. Uh, how do you figure out what to read? For me, the, uh, I look for compilations and anthologies, and really, for the past 10 years, the best anthologies being published uh, are Lapham's Quarterly. Uh, it's, you can subscribe to it, I think, for about $50 a year. You get about 200, 250 pages, uh, amazing illustrations from all, uh, uh, from all walks of history, from all places and times, and in good translations. Um, just to read from the uh, table of contents here, you have Mumbai, Rome, Paraguay, Saratoga Springs, New York, the Isle of Dreams, Paris, London, Shanghai, Spain, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Ephesus, Prague, Mexico City, Krakow, Vermont, Victoria Falls, New York City, Athens, Paris again, Cairo, Tartarus, Haiti, Paris again, Los Angeles, London, Chicago. I'm not much. I'm not one to be uh, to do ads or do commercials here, but um, if there is one thing I would recommend for anyone who would just like to have a greater uh, general feeling for humanity and telling stories and what people have thought throughout time, get a subscription to Lapham's Quarterly. That's where this excerpt comes from. Um, and uh, you will not be uh, you will not be disappointed at all. And in many ways, if you strip away the poetry, if you strip away the mythology and a lot of the biographies that I read, um, it is excerpts like this uh, that are, in, in a way, the real human voices that I want to uh, collect here.
Any comments or suggestions for readings I should make in future episodes can be emailed to Human Voices Wake Us, the number one, at gmail.com. Links to each work used in this episode can be found in the episode description. If you enjoy Human Voices Wake Us, you can subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. The music here is Duke Ellington's Arabesque Cookie.